The Bible says this, And you, being dead in your sins, and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And let's pray. God, we do thank you so much, God, just for this uh, this wonderful verses, Lord, these truths about the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, we would be nowhere without the reconciliation, the redemption that has been bought through the blood of Jesus. I ask you, please help, Lord, the message that's uh, preached tonight, Lord, uh, that it would be uh, something that we can apply to our lives. Lord, and help us to stop and think about that blood that you shed for us. Lord, we love you, and these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I want to teach you a truth tonight. I'm probably going to do more teaching than preaching but I think it's important, and it's a truth that we all need. We read in 1 John chapter uh, number 3, verse number 4, Whoso committeth sin transgresseth the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. Then in Colossians chapter 2, verse number 13, you being dead in your sins in the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, watch this, having forgiven you all trespasses. God uses two words here, the word uh, transgression and the word trespass. We'll come back to those in a minute. I grew up in an area of the country where Sports was very big. High school sports was extremely big. Uh, brother Aaron was, with, uh, brother Aaron Krause was with me. Not that brother Aaron, but that brother Aaron uh, was with me in Ohio, and we were in my hometown. You don't understand. High school football, where I'm from, is bigger than pro sports in a lot of places. Uh, Maslin Stadium holds eighteen thousand people. The Hall of Fame uh, football game that's played with the uh, the Hall of, with the professional athletes that is at a high school stadium seats twenty six thousand people. Those are high school stadiums. We'll, uh, in my hometown, those fill up every Friday night. Uh, high school foot high school sports is almost if it's not a god in that area. I grew up <laughs> that sports was huge. You go down downtown Maslin or Canton, and there's pictures of high school athletes on all the different posts and what they're playing and this, that, and the other thing. And uh, they're lifted up in, in high honor there. And uh, <laughs> I understand high school sports at, at a different level. Now, I'm going to talk about football for a moment. You ladies, listen to me. I can teach you something. Some of you men that didn't, don't understand football, I'll teach you something. Football has, football is, and by the way, football is supposed to be played with pads and people beating the snot out of each other, not the sissy stuff they play today, amen? But uh, there are several fouls, though, in football that are very similar And on the surface, you think, well, it's the same thing, but they're not. There's three fouls uh, in particular that are very closely related in football. Uh, The word offsides. Offsides happens. You have your, your defense here. You have your offense here. The offense has the ball. And offsides means this. Somebody from the defensive line 
crosses the line of scrimmage prior to the ball being snapped. You say, well, what's the big deal about that? It's called cheating. And it's called starting before it's time to start. So offsides means you have come off of your side onto the other side of the ball prior to the action beginning. Does that make sense to everybody? All right. Then uh, that means the defensive player crosses the line of scrimmage before the ball is snapped. Now, a neutral zone infraction means a player has stepped over the line and was in the process of getting back but didn't make it in time. It's a very similar, uh, they realized what they did and they're trying to come back but they don't get all the way back and set before the ball is snapped. That's called a neutral zone infraction. Then you have another penalty and it's called encroachment. Encroachment is different than offsides or neutral zone. Encroachment means a defensive player has crossed the line of scrimmage and actually touched a player on the other side of the line. There's contact that is made. That doesn't mean you plowed through them, but you went across and touched and came, or, and, and the moment you touch them, of course, uh, it's a, what they call a dead ball foul, the flags fly, the whistles blow, and everything stops. Uh, but you've actually crossed the line and touched an offensive player. So you have three fouls that are very similar. You have offsides, you have a neutral zone infraction, and then you have what is called encroachment. One or two of them are actually timing issues. The other is an aggression issue where you actually touch someone. All three of these carry the same penalty. It's not a loss of down. It's five yards that the ball is moved, no loss of down, and you continue to play. Now, there are two Bible words that are used that illustrate offsides and encroachment almost perfectly. We read in the Bible the word in 1 John chapter 3, the word transgress. The word transgress literally <laughs> interpreted means to cross the line, to go across a line. And it is a matter of you have crossed a line in defense when you should not have crossed the line. And then you have the word in Colossians chapter 2, the word trespass. Trespass, not only did you cross the line, but you actually aggressively touched someone on the other line of scrimmage. Does that make sense to everybody? So it's an act of aggression. Now, you didn't have to hit them hard or anything else, but the moment you touched them, you've what they called trespass. Now, <laughs> we see, any of you that have hunted or been out in the woods, you see a sign, no trespassing. You've transgressed when you went over the fence. You trespassed when you put your feet on the property. The transgression is going over the fence. The trespass comes when you touch the ground. Uh, there's a difference in transgression and trespass. And God says that both are sins. <laughs> 
I want you to notice in 1 John chapter 3, it says, Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law. Sin is the transgression of the law. Then we saw in Colossians chapter number 2, where the Bible says, And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Well, sin has to be forgiven, correct? That's why he says, blotting out handwriting and ordinance that was against us, was contrary to us, took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Well, it had to be nailed to the cross, which meant blood was shed, which meant it was a sin. So sin is transgression and trespass. Now, uh, you say, preacher, what in the world does that have to do with anything? Let me help you for a moment. And I think I can make some sense of it for you. Man is God's creation. We were not single-cell amoebas that sat for millions of years in a pool of water and decided one day that we wanted to divide and become multi-celled. And then after millions of years, it expanded, and we uh, decided to swim around, and uh, then we grew legs and decided we wanted to come out on dry ground and all the other mess that goes with that st- stupid stuff. It's not even close to being true. God created the heavens and the earth. God created everything that is. Oh, the old story. What came first, the chicken or the egg? I can take you to Genesis chapter 1 and prove to you it's the chicken. Uh, there's, There's no debate about it. Anybody that wants to debate you about it is stupid. They can't answer it because they don't believe in God. They believe in evolution. Uh, now, uh, God bought and paid for man. Calvary was God's payment for man. Now watch this. We are all guilty of trespass and transgression. You say, why? Because we're sinners. And because of that, we all do things out of timing and aggressively when we should not. Now, let me help you with something here. How many times do we find ourselves down, discouraged, angry, uh, depressed, frustrated, because uh, things don't work the way we want or don't come out at the right time that we want? Things don't work in our time frame. Uh, God, you you didn't do this right. It didn't. We we. I had a plan. This okay. Yeah, you had a plan, but God didn't. And we get ourselves all worked over because well, God hasn't delivered yet. Well, hang in there. If you're still sucking air, there's time. Don't you worry. You see, how many times do we uh, get into this mindset of the devil that where we want to be in control of everything? We're willing to cross the line to do things that we want rather than waiting on God. We don't let the play develop, so to speak. We have to do it our way. Do you know some of the best plays in football didn't come out the way they planned? They had to let the play develop. Now, we think that this life 
We think that this body is our own. May I say something? This is not your life. This is not your body. It's God's. And when we do with it what we want and we don't do with it what he wants, we are guilty of trespass and transgression. Yes, That's right. Plain and simple. You boys and girls realize something. Your life is not your own. First Corinthians chapter 16 or 6 verses 19 and 20. What know you not that your body is not your own. You're bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body which is God's. Uh, parents be careful. Uh, well uh, I want my kids to uh, quit playing God. How about you get them to do what God wants them to do. Not what you want them to do. I think we adults ought to realize things are going to happen and we have to trust God with the results. And we can't force God into something to come out the way we want it to come out. And nor should we be discouraged when it does not end up the way we want it to. You see, uh, our life is to be lived for him, not for ourselves. What? Know ye not that your body is not your own. I didn't say it. God did. For what is life? It's a vapor. It appears for a little time and then vanisheth away. Uh, we don't have a lot of years on this earth. You say, well, Brother Jim's 92 years old. Yeah, but in comparison to eternity, 92 years is that long. It goes fast. Amen, Brother Jim? Uh, now I'm not there yet, but uh, give me another... 36 years and I'll be there. Uh, now, let's look at this thing of transgress, transgression and trespass. Number one, transgression is a sin of timing. Transgression is a sin of timing. That means uh, you're, you're ready to go, but you jump the line before it's time to go. You've stepped across the line before it was time to do what needed done. Uh, we sinful humans tend to want things in our timing. Uh, <laughs> we can only see right now. God sees the future. And we think if we don't get it right now, then we're going to lose this opportunity. Can I tell you something? I've lived enough life to know this. Opportunities keep coming. They really do. And I have to be patient and wait for the right opportunity at the right time. It's not just because I have an opportunity that I have to jump at it. I've had many opportunities. I started this church 11 years ago. I've had several churches contact me, ask me to leave and go pastor somewhere else. Don't want to. God called me here. He'll let me know if it's time to go. And that's called an autopsy. <laughs> Amen. No plans. Just so you know. Everything be fine. Uh, you say, preacher, how are you going to know when it's time to go somewhere else when I'm already there in heaven? All right, I have no plans of it. I've had people offer me all kinds of jobs. They even, I've had two, two or three people hint that they wanted me in some political positions. Jackie. 
But preacher, no, the county couldn't handle me that way. And I couldn't handle them. It'd be a knockdown drag out, and one, uh, some of us is going out in the bag, amen? And wait a minute, I, I'm not saying that those are bad things, but I, I'll be honest with you. I've had a lot of opportunities. Just because the opportunity comes doesn't mean you need to take it. Did you know the devil can wave opportunities in front of you? And I did not mean that about you. Uh, I, I, could see, I could see Scott's eyes on that one. It was coming. <laughs> he was, whoa. <laughs> I did not mean it that way, but I figured I better clarify that. Amen. Wait a minute. Just because you have an opportunity doesn't mean it's right. I, I, on three different occasions, I, I've been asked to go to Israel to a holy land trip by preachers twice they've said i'll pay your way i said not going they said but preacher i'm not there most of it's been picked over by the catholics and it's all catholic anyway and the rest of it is bad doctrine from the jewish religion i don't need to go see dirt to figure out what jesus did i can read the bible and i can look it up in uh books and have the same thing as going over there and i don't have to waste my time over there I'm not saying it's wrong to do that, but I know people that have gone over there to get baptized in the Jordan River, just like Jesus. Can I tell you something? That's dumb. Because all they did is get dipped. They didn't get baptized. Unless they just got saved. I don't need to get baptized because, by the way, the water that Jesus got baptized in wasn't there. That long gone. We think that nostalgia is going to help us be a better Christian. No, it's not. You see, transgression is jumping things on God. Jumping timing. Too many of us uh, only see right now. We don't see what will happen when we do it right now. I'm not going to ask this for you to respond. But I wonder how many of you have taken a chance on something and then when you got through it said, boy, that was a dumb thing to do. <laughs> yeah, but you're already married to him, so it's too late. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Timing is everything. Now, watch this. Too many don't take the time to look back to see what happened when others did what we're about to do. I got to work for Dr. Jack Hiles, the greatest church builder this side of history. I mean that. There's never been a church built biblically seeing more people saved in the world than under that man's ministry. I remember the day he looked at me and he said, Craig, he said, I envy you. I said, why is that preacher? He said, you're a young man. You have most of your ministry ahead of you. He said, I've already made all my mistakes and fixed them. And you're getting my best years. I hope you're paying attention. I said, I am. I am. I mean this with the utmost of respect. I saw what happened after he died and how people messed up what he did. And I also saw what caused that mess up. And I've put preventative maintenance here so that we don't have that problem potentially someday. He allowed people to work for him that 
he could control, but nobody else could. And when he wasn't there to control them, they destroyed it. Well, I'm not hiring somebody. I've got to keep wrangling all the time. If I'm going to wrangle you, I'm going to say, how about you go get wrangled somewhere else, and I'll hire somebody I don't have to fight all the time. I'm not that kind, and I'm not that gracious, because I've seen what happens after the leader goes. And you get great men who can control strong leaders that want their own way, and they'll kowtow to them, but as soon as the great leader's gone, nobody's there strong enough to take care of it. And then they destroy everything. I've watched it happen over and over in businesses and other areas too. Well, I learned. I learned. <laughs> this is not going to be offensive, I promise. I've learned I don't want an educator to run our school. I want a Baptist preacher. I hired a man to come pastor our school. Have you ever met real educators? They're dumb. Because all they think about is education, not church and God. And three-fourths of the material in Christian education is written by liberals and non-denominationalists, and we destroy our churches with bad doctrine. You put a Baptist preacher in charge of it, I got another, I got another bulldog on this thing watching things. Everybody doing Okay. Education, educating really isn't that hard. I've done long enough. I can teach him what he doesn't know. But I will tell you this. <laughs> I've met enough educators that have ruined churches and colleges and Christian schools. And, and I mean lots of churches. You say, why? Do you think all educators are bad? No, but they really are hard to handle. They start worshiping their mind a little too much. They don't have good people skills. They think in facts on a piece of paper, not people's lives. Uh, it'd be a cold day where the booger man lives for that takes place here. Say what? Because I want him to pastor the school. I want him to pastor the music department. I want him to pastor his Sunday school class. Everybody... Make sense to everybody? Say, when that takes place, he and I are pulling together, not apart from one another. You see, that's why you hire people that can pastor. Now, that means, just like in the case of Brother Josh, uh, you hire the right kind of people, they're going to be in demand. We may lose some of them along the way because God moves them along to something else, but at least we had the best years of their life here while they were doing it. And that's Okay. That comes with it. But I'm willing to take that risk because I want the right kind of people leading our, our church with me. Does that make sense to everybody? Rattle your head one way or the other. Now, uh, let me show you transgression. Jumping God. Abraham and Sarah were guilty of transgression. They got ahead of God and said, we don't have a baby and we better do this. So Sarah said, take Hagar, my handmaid, have a baby with her. And now we have the Muslim nations who were fathered by Abraham that are fighting in Hamas right now with the Israelites. They were guilty of transgression. They jumped God's timing. They did not do it in God's timing. You have David with Bathsheba. 
David committed adultery with Bathsheba. Had he waited like he should, Uriah may have died in battle naturally, and he wouldn't have committed murder so that he could have Bathsheba. Mary and Martha with Lazarus. They called for Jesus, come heal our brother Lazarus. Jesus waited three days. When he gets there, Lazarus is dead. They were upset with Jesus that Lazarus was dead. And they said, if you had been here, he would not have died. They only saw the potential of a healing. Jesus saw a resurrection. You see, they were guilty of transgressing. They did not think God could do what he could do. Uh, Peter, (laughs) at the Mount of Transfiguration, Moses and Elijah come down and meet with them. And Peter says, let's build three memorials. One for Jesus and one for Moses and one for Elijah. So we'll always remember this moment. And Jesus said, knock it off, Peter. People end up coming up here and worship in this mess. They pray to everything else. They'll pray to some stupid memorial. And we don't need that mess. Just wait till you get to heaven. You'll get, you have all you want. <laughs> Elisha with the young prophets. Uh, Elijah had died and he, the prophet said, look, uh, the whirlwind took him, maybe it threw his body down way out in the distance and we want to go look for it. And Elisha said, no, he's in heaven. You won't find his body. No. And, and day after day, they pressed him. He said, go, go look, but you're not going to find it. They were guilty of not waiting on God's timing. The Apostle Paul took a foolish Jewish vow. Why? Timing. He did it in the wrong time. (laughs) Paul and Silas fought about John Mark. Why? Because John Mark wasn't mature enough to go. Paul wasn't going to put up with his foolishness. And they had a fuss between two Baptist preachers over John Mark. Timing. Give him some time to grow up. I'm not going to put up with it. We don't have time to fiddle with somebody right now. we got work to get done. And they, two Baptist preachers parted away, parted friendships, and you never see them together ever again. Huh. Let me give you an illustration. Fornication is a timing. It's a transgression. That's having a physical relationship before you're married. There's nothing wrong with a relationship between a husband and wife, but when you do it in the wrong timing, it's a transgression. Adultery is a transgression. You're doing something at the wrong time with the wrong people. You see, much bad doctrine is bad timing. Did you know most churches teach right doctrine, but they teach it at the wrong time? Now, some have weird stuff, but let me show you what I mean. God says, realize you're a sinner, get saved, get baptized, join the church, start tithing, and go soul winning. You put any of those out of order and put salvation after any of those, guess what? You're in the wrong timing. If you've got to join the church to get saved, wrong timing. 
If you've got to get baptized to get saved, wrong timing. Oh, it's still getting baptized, but wrong timing, bad doctrine. You put any of the works before salvation to get salvation, wrong timing. God says, get saved, then do good works. You don't do good works to get saved. It is wrong timing. So, uh, most arguments you have in your homes. It's because it's wrong timing. You wanted something when somebody else wanted it. Kids do it. So do big kids called adults. I didn't get what I wanted. And we fuss. Well, maybe it wasn't the right time for somebody. Everybody doing all right? Man, I feel like I'm on an island all by myself tonight. Good thing I'm going to sit in the tree stand tomorrow. So transgression is a timing. It is that offsides move. It's that neutral zone. You've crossed a line at the wrong time, and now there's a penalty for it. Next, trespass. Trespass is a sin of attitude or aggression. Uh, it's the, it literally means to encroach. If you look up the definition of trespass, you'll see the word encroach. And in football, the penalty is called encroachment. Uh, trespass means you have actually made contact with someone in a, at the wrong time. Ephesians chapter 2, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, According to the prince and power of the air, the spirit now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as others. Notice trespass goes with this children of wrath, anger, uh, disobedience, and there's a, a heatedness to it. Uh, this is allowing passion. And the and by the way, passion doesn't always mean lustful. You can be very passionate that you're right and argue that you're right till you're blue in the face or red in the face and still be dead wrong. Usually when we start screaming and hollering at one another, it's out of passion that we want our way. It's got to be our way. I'm right. You're wrong. Oh, hang on. This is allowing passion to go ahead of the heat of the moment instead of principle. I don't want that. Or I don't want to go through that. Can I tell you something? We get into a lot of heated issues. The best thing to do is back up, work by principle. Back up, work by principle. I shot a deer this week, crossed over into the neighbor's property. Now, the state of West Virginia, the law reads that you have the right to recover on another property. But if there's a problem, you should have permission first. 
Well, I've, I've hunted over there 20 years and never met the landowner over there. Never saw him one time. And I knew there was a guy hunting over there, but I wasn't leaving without my eight-point buck. I crossed the fence. I honestly thought it would be from here to Brother Aaron over the fence, and there would be no problem. And started tracking it, and this guy was sitting in a tree stand about 75 yards away, and he got a little fussy with us. And I said, sir, I'd like you to come down and let's talk. Because I thought he was the landowner, to be honest with you. Never met him, didn't know. He said, all I want to do is recover my, my deer. He said, well, there wasn't a deer through here. I said, well, we're following a blood trail. There's no blood there. I said, get over here. He got down, picked up a leaf, and poured the blood out of the leaf. I said, believe me, there's a blood trail. He said, well, I guess you do have blood. <laughs> no kidding. And he wasn't going to come at first. I said, sir, I said, this is Pastor Craig Bush. I used my title. Say why? Because I, I needed to lend some credibility to the situation. He reluctantly got down, came to us. He reluctantly helped us for a while. And he said, we're going to tear everything up in here. We're going to scare everything away. Let's be done. I said, all right. I came back, worked at the office for a couple hours, and I couldn't live with myself. I couldn't. I called the farmer that I worked for. I said, hey, what's, what's the person's name that owns that? He told me. He, I said, is she, is she still there? He said, yeah. So I drove over there. Gates locked. Can't get in. Stink. I walked across the farm, walked around. Brother Aaron and I were over there. And all of a sudden, we heard people talking and music. I said, ah, somebody's here. We walked back by the house, and they were sitting out on a picnic table. And I hollered, and they came over. And I asked for permission to, to cross and to talk to them. I did. She walked us back, said, okay, uh, you can go anywhere you want over here. And I, I told him, I said, I just can't live with myself. I've got to do everything I can to try to recover that deer. I said, I just, I, I'm not made to say, oh, well, something will eat it and I'll shoot something else. I, 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 I'm not built that way. We looked for a couple more hours and talked to them, made friends with them, gave them a gospel track. Everything's good. Matter of fact, the next day she texted me and said, my husband and I were out. We were looking, still couldn't find it. But you have my permission any time that something crosses to cross over and get and recover whatever you've gotten. She said, this is your permission. Just keep this text. And if the other hunter gives you trouble, show him this text and I'll take care of it. Ooh, thank you, ma'am. By the way, that later that afternoon, that other hunter called me and had found that deer laying out in the pasture. It had finally crawled out and died. I went over and recovered it and took care of it. And just this afternoon, he called me. He said, hey, you all going to be hunting out there this week? I said, yes, sir. He said, how about, I said, how about uh, you, if, if something does cross, either way, we'll call each other and we'll work out the right timing. I said, I believe in being ethical. He said, I'm glad to hear that. See, I don't want to have problems being a trespasser. He didn't say he can't come, but I don't want to ruin his hunt either. Make sense? Let's not be guilty of, well, I have the right no matter what, I'm going at Yeah, you can be a jerk too, but it doesn't mean that's the way you have to resolve everything. Uh, <laughs> 
trespass means you see that buck on the other side of the fence and you shoot it. And you're not supposed to. Paul trespassed by taking the foolish vow to go reach them. It was a transgression to think about it and be there. It was a trespass when he actually did it. Peter cut off the ear of Malchus, the soldier who grabbed Jesus to take him to Caiaphas. By the way, he wasn't aiming for his ear. Ain't no man in the world going to swing a sword trying to hit somebody in the ear. He's aiming for his head and the guy ducked just enough and whoop, off comes his ear. Uh, And Jesus told Peter, look, the devil desires to sift you as wheat. Get thee behind me, Satan. It's coming. Isn't it amazing? He's defending him there and just a few hours later he's cussing and swearing and denying Jesus. We need to slow down long enough to keep our emotions in check. I had John Mark with me when we crossed over and that guy was getting a little testy. I said, hang on, John Mark. Everything's going to be all right. And he thought, boy, there's going to be a fight. I said, no, we're not going to fight. I'll back out. I'll get permission. And I I told the fellow, I said, look, sir, I said, either you allow us to talk to one another or we're going to call the police and they're going to settle this and you're not going to like that. He came down out of his tree stand real quick. I didn't want to do it either, but I wasn't letting that deer lay. Now, wait a minute. I was willing to back out. I was asking for permission. I was not violating. Transgression gets that aggression in there. Say, what would you have done if he got real testy? Backed out, called the authorities, and done it that way. Wouldn't have bothered me. I'll finish very quickly here. (laughs) How do we fix transgressions and trespasses? How do we fix it? You go back to the playbook. And do what the playbook says. Right there's your playbook. You have to wait till the ball's snapped. Every coach in the world grabs their head in anger every time somebody jumps off sides or encroaches. All you have to do is watch the ball, not listen to the quarterback. If you just watch the ball, because the ball is what causes the action to start. And God has the ball. He's in control. Let's not try to jump God. You see, uh, we ought to be reading the Bible so that we know what he wants. We ought to be practicing the Bible daily. Oh, practice makes perfect. No, perfect practice makes perfect. Do you know you can practice something the wrong way and be wrong? You know, you can create bad habits by practicing the wrong way. Amen. <laughs> Brother Scott's amen because of his karate class. You practice something the wrong way, you're going to have bad habits the rest of your life. Uh, parents, make sure that your children aren't just repeating everything. Uh, give them good habits and teach them to practice the right way, just not practice. Uh, when I learned to play trumpet, oh, it was like... Uh, I played and played and played and played and played and played. And uh, Ted Winger became my, my trumpet teacher. And Ted Winger was the high school marching band uh, director. Uh, in Ohio, 
marching band is as big as uh, football. If you've ever seen the Ohio State marching band, uh, it's, it's as big in Ohio as, as football is. Ted Winger could put a, dangle a, a trumpet from the ceiling with a string, put his head back like this, and he could tune his trumpet without touching it. He said, that's what you're going to do before we're done, young man. <coughs> that's not easy. He taught me a lot. He'd shove a golf ball in my hand. Now work the valves. Don't get lazy and press your hand against it. You hold your fingers out. I had a golf ball rolling around in my trumpet case all the time. Say why? Because I had to play with that golf ball in there until I learned to hold my fingers the right way and do it the right way. You say, why? Because he wanted perfect practice, not just practice. I remember one night I hadn't practiced one lick for a week. had to go back. I started. He said, stop. He said, well, he said, follow me. We walked out to the car where my dad was at. He said, Mr. Bush, he said, your son hasn't practiced. All he's doing is wasting your money and my time. You can take him home. That was not a happy ride home. Nor was it a happy another week afterwards. But I practiced every week thereafter. You see, you don't need to be calling the plays. You just need to be obeying the plays. God's the coach. Let him call the plays. You just know the plays and keep practicing the plays. So when your number's called, you know what to do. When the pressure's on, you know what to do. Trespasses and transgressions. Two very similarly related sins. One of timing, one of aggression. Maybe we ought to work on ourselves. Every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm done. You say, preacher, uh, that just, I've never heard that. That's why I preached it. We need that. How many times do we get out of time with God? We want our timing, not his.